Welcome back. I've got a different video for you guys this week. I've got my buddy Derek here. Um, we've been friends for about 12 years and uh, today we just want to talk to you guys a little bit more about saving money and frugality and uh, kind of just he's an expert on that kind of thing. He's been doing it for a while so he really knows what he's talking about. Even I've taken pointers from him so hopefully this video can be helpful for you guys. We'll kind of have like an interview style podcast style uh, video for you guys this week and uh, so yeah let's let's dive right into it before we get started you want to just give us like a quick background about like you and like what made you want to or have to adopt this kind of like lifestyle or like how you got started yeah for sure so i think it mostly just kind of started off um like in university because obviously like fresh out of high school that's kind of where you first get your taste of adulthood and stuff like that and like yeah. learn how to pay bills and all that stuff and um like I, I had to pay for like all of university and everything like that. So I learned pretty quick, like the value of money. And especially since like I started working when I was like 10 with like paper routes and stuff like that. So um, I definitely like with the small kind of like salaries that I had back in the day, like with those like little jobs here and there on the weekends, like I realized that pretty quickly that like the money I earned was like not much. So it's like I had to like really understand like how to save it at an early age and again yeah like in university and everything like trying to manage my money with tuition like living expenses and like food and all that stuff um you know it definitely took probably like a year or two to really like kind of like understand where all my money was going um but what really kind of like got me there was uh, i think i think in my second year like originally i wasn't taking student loans because i didn't necessarily like understand them but it got to a point where I had less than a hundred dollars in my bank account and I was like, Oh boy, like I'm not going to be able to eat this next month. Um, so that's when I, I really realized like, you know, taking out student loans and understanding that this wasn't my money. And that's where like the frugality kind of started in a sense, like it, it had always been in the back of my mind, but that really kind of like opened my eyes to, you know, how, how scary it can be when you're like, that low in your bank account and stuff like that so that just kind of opened my eyes and um yeah i've just kind of kept that perspective um since the student loan aspect is kind of scary because like you said it's it's this money that you get given to you i guess for lack of a better word um and then you're just kind of spending that on like tuition and like housing and all these other costs and then you're kind of just expected to pay that back at a future date where you have no idea what you're going to be earning in the future or something like that. So yeah, I guess kind of uh, tied to like what you talked about in your like background and explanation is like, do you think it was like more born out of necessity or do you think if you like had like this RESP or some kind of like savings plan for education that you would feel like maybe less frugal today than you are? Or do you think that maybe it was just born out of the fact that you had had to take student loans that kind of were in that position that kind of pushed you to that level. Yeah, I think like a lot of it is just like, we don't realize it, but like, it's just also kind of the way we grow up. Um, Cause again, like on the topic of loans, like I've definitely seen people with the mindset that they're like, you know, they get this huge sum of money deposited in their accounts and like, Oh my God, like, like what can I do with all this money like let me spend all of it but like that could just be a reflection of how they grew up you know and like maybe like a high income like kind of thing where they're used to like whatever they want they get in a sort of sense um but again I think um growing up and having like 
my parents like driving for kind of me to get a job and understand how all that works, I think definitely drove home the point that um, like me having to, to earn money to buy what I wanted definitely like taught me a good lesson in a sense and understanding again how to manage money. But, um, but yeah, I think just a combination of all those things. Um, I kind of forget what you asked. I'm not going to lie. That's all good. Uh, yeah. I was just asking about like, you know, do you think it was like born in the like loan aspect? Like, for example, like, I guess you kind of answered this already, but just the fact that you had to take student loans and you were with that hundred dollars left in your bank account that made you, that really pushed you like mentally to kind of push forward in terms of like, oh shit, I need to cut costs. Like, cause I have almost no money left. Or do you think that if you weren't in that position, you wouldn't be like where you are today? Yeah, I think, I think it definitely helped, but I think I was already kind of like in that mindset, mm -hmm. but I just remember like there was, there was a moment, like I was talking to my roommate about it and you know, like it's a bit off topic, but like I was trying to like go on a date with a girl and like go out to dinner, but I'm like, I can't do that. So like, that's where I realized like having no money, like limits what you want to do and like definitely like. Like, obviously, like, it stresses you out, but, like, just the realization that, you know, you have to look at your bank account to realize what you can do today or something like that. I think that definitely helped teach me as well because, like, I didn't want to be in that situation again because, mm -hmm. like, an opportunity, like, approaches and I'm, like, I can't do anything about it because I can't afford it, right? Exactly. Um, so, I think that definitely helped, but I think the frugality was always kind of there just, again, given how... I grew up just around having to work for what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I think that was really drilled into my head at a young age. So um, again, like an example of that, like when we, when I did start working when I was young, like um, my brother and I wanted the new Xbox 360 and everything. And my mom was like, yeah, that's great. Um, except you guys are going to have to work for it, which, you know, we split it. The two of us, it was like, I don't know, a $400 console, but you know, when you're working, doing a paper route that pays, I can't remember, like maybe 10 or 20 bucks a night, then you see how long it takes you to achieve to get that console. And then you realize, wow, like every night I have to go and walk in the freezing cold, toss some papers and do this continuously, like week over week, over a couple months, just to finally obtain it. Then yeah, like, I think that's just an example of like, and especially I was what, like nine or 10. So that really got like drilled into my head of this is how it works. So exactly. Yeah. I think that's also like a big thing in like today's world. Like there's so many like online jobs you can do where people aren't actually putting in like physical work to actually earn that money. And like, although you might put in time and stuff like that, like in the end it is just a paycheck. You didn't really like work that hard, so to speak, I guess, yeah. versus like, you know, if you're actually like doing that paper route, like you said, and like you have to incrementally save for that thing, then it's like, not only do you appreciate what you get more in the end, but it's also, you know, you're, you're way more aware of what you're buying and that like what you want to save for. So you're not spending money unnecessarily. So yeah, you mentioned, um, with your, uh, paper rep, was that your first job? Is that when you officially started working or was that, I guess. Yeah, I think, school? I think so. I think that was the first, uh, first official job, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So in terms of like, cause I know, like, I don't know if how specific we want to get in terms of like your savings and stuff, but um, in terms of like your savings that you've amassed now, like when did that start accumulating? Like, was that during school or was that when you started working? Uh, like my current savings, like when yeah. did I start kind of like saving money? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think like 
obviously like it always starts when you're like a little kid you know like tooth fairy under under the pillow you know your first dollar it's like oh put it in the piggy bank kind of thing but um but yeah i think just obviously like those early jobs where like let's be real i wasn't really making any money to be honest um most of those jobs were just kind of like work this job get this money and then spend it on what you want right Mm -hmm. um but eventually um once you know it gets into kind of like middle school late middle school high school kind of thing where um yeah like i was working every weekend um and then that specific purpose was to build my own wealth um because obviously i wasn't going out and buying a new xbox every like two weeks kind of thing right um but yeah that was again like just to save up money for the future and yeah like the mindset was like you know once i hit 18 obviously i'm not in school anymore like i'll have bills to pay and stuff like that so it was just kind of building up like a little nest egg for myself um and again just being able to you know if i'm out and about without the parents around or whatever i can afford to i can afford to eat i can afford to do activities by myself with my own money and not having to depend on somebody else um just you know experiencing that freedom was also really nice and i understood that again in the future that is what life is essentially so um yeah that was uh, a really good like point to, to understand early on and you know once i graduated high school like and at the time I, I didn't know i was going to university but being able to pay tuition out of my pocket from all the work i had done in the past you know without having to worry about student loans right off the bat that also felt really good and rewarding so you know I, I know we've talked about this kind of off camera and like kind of just you know as we go about life, but how much approximately were you like saving early on in terms of like how much money you were earning? And then like, just like as a percentage of your income and then like, has that changed since then, since now you're working full time? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say like previously, cause I can't say like my 17 year old self was like keeping a budget. It was like yeah. keeping expenses and like keeping my receipts to, to really track all that. Um, but again, like every dollar I was saving was just going into my bank account. Cause at that point in time, I didn't have a need for it. Like, obviously, I wasn't paying for housing and food and, and clothing and stuff like that. Like, obviously, that's my parents were, were paying for that. Um, but yeah, once I got, you know, once I did start working, that's really um, when I started keeping track. Because again, university, it's, you're at a net negative, really. Yeah, like, exactly. You can have a part time job, but you're still losing a bunch of money. Um, but yeah, like, once I started working, um, you know, I'm really kind of like focused on data and, and when it applies to like myself. So I love keeping track of things and it's also like a good habit to get into because um, from personal experience, like HR can be wrong and stuff like that. So it's a good habit to like check your paychecks to make sure that you have the right amount of money on there and um, put in a spreadsheet or whatever and like track how much you're um, earning and how much you're spending. And just yeah just like that gives you an idea of where your money is and where it's going and at the same time it gives you a perspective of whether you're actually saving and doing good or if you're like hold on like where's all my money going what should i be doing to to reduce that um so yeah i'd say like within once i graduated within like the first year of of full-time work then i definitely um made it a point to to focus on that and again like really focusing on that when you're young kind of builds a foundation for like the rest of your life. And then you're able to gain like experience and all that tracking like expenses and making sure that 
um, all your money is where it should be and you're earning the right amount of money. So I think it's important to, to drill that in your head when you're young. Definitely. If you guys haven't checked out the budgeting video, it'll be right here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like the point you said about uh, checking your paycheck and especially like when we're young and stuff, like that's something we really need to do because sometimes they feel like they can, you know, get away with, you know, some younger person that's working that doesn't check their paycheck maybe and they can be like, oh, we can, you know, short them a couple hundred bucks. They won't notice. Um, so yeah. yeah, definitely a really good point to, to check that. I actually didn't think about that for a long time, but um, especially if you're salaried, it's something that's less common, I would say, uh, yeah. versus if you're like an hourly worker. So yeah, make sure you take, uh, make sure you keep track of your hours and just, you know, Keep, yeah. keep a spreadsheet, like you said. It's a yeah good way to make sure. Yeah. And it might not even be like the company actually trying to like short you of money, mm -hmm. but like, um, like I've experienced like when it came to, you know, I was like on a contract, and when it came to like handling like vacation time, and there's a lot of like uncertainty, and like different parties weren't maybe on the same page, mm -hmm. and yeah, I just think it's important to. So yeah, just run the numbers and like see if it actually makes sense. Because again, like people who are making your paychecks are human yeah, as exactly. well. Like I make tons of mistakes when I'm working with numbers. They might too. Yeah. Like sure, they have software and everything, but it's just like when they're manually inputting whatever it is, then mistakes can arise. So it's at the end of the day, it's on you to catch them because it doesn't affect them at the end of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. Even like where you punch out, punch in and punch out, you might have done that incorrectly and. Yeah. track different hours than they might have right so yeah that's, exactly that's another thing i know we've talked about like kind of like your savings and like how much you were like earning and like during school and stuff like that so roughly on average like what would you say you were like earning on average and then how much were you saving um so i know we talked about percentages earlier that we didn't quite get to but um yeah do you want to break down the numbers for us yeah for sure um so yeah like obviously i think a big factor like everybody is kind of different in this in this area um just my first job out of school, like I was doing research, which, you know, obviously doesn't pay that great, but I was living in a low cost of living area. Um, so like my rent was relatively cheap, uh, groceries were cheap and like transportation and all that were, were cheap. So um, again, like I can't remember like specific numbers, but just based on uh, what I was looking at, like, you know, I've more or less aimed to save like 30 to 50% of, of my salary. Um, obviously circumstances, circumstances do come in the way that doesn't make that possible for certain months. But, um, again, I just think you have to adopt a lifestyle that reflects your income. Definitely. Um, so, you know, at that point in time, like I didn't have a car. Um, thankfully, like I was close enough to a bus route that would take me to the university and they had like a super cheap bus program. It was like 150 bucks for like four months, for example, like, oh, wow. um, so just really taking advantage of that stuff, um, to reflect again, the income and not going crazy and, you know, going on trips every weekend here and there, like, obviously that's fun, but you know, if you are trying to build that nest egg and save some money, um, given your salary, sometimes, you know, it's best to maybe stay in and do something, something else for the weekend. Um, so again, yeah, like that really, uh, drove home the point of trying to save money while also like enjoying life, but being considerate of, of how much money I was making at the time. And obviously as your, as your career grows, you know, people do talk about lifestyle inflation. It's like, Oh, like my paycheck's bigger. I get mm -hmm. to spend all these, all this money on more stuff now. But at the same time, it's, it's really important to like adopt a lifestyle 
given like what you kind of start at and like try to stay at that because if you're able to live at like a good quality of life right off like your lowest salary like that you're making then what says you can't live the same lifestyle when you're making like double that right exactly um so yeah like i've always kind of aimed ideally to say like 50 percent of my salary but um you know again cost of living salary expenses like whether it's like medical expenses or like car issues or whatever like they they come and go so mm -hmm. but yeah i've always kind of targeted like 50 percent. it's really solid honestly that's like so much more yeah probably in like the top one percentile of like people i think with that saving um but yeah i mean like do you know roughly what you're earning like as a, a research analyst yeah um yeah mostly just like research analyst um honestly can't remember it was like in between like 30 and 40 i okay. want to say yeah, so somewhere 30, in 40, there a year yeah okay yeah i mean i'd have to run the numbers but like it, it, it was somewhere in there um yeah. rather low but um, still 50 percent you're saving roughly 30 to 50 yeah again like i i don't think i was putting as much like emphasis on tracking my budgets and all that mm -hmm. back then because that was quite a few years ago yeah but um but yeah like i was still focused on saving money and yeah, you saw the balance growing like month over month kind of yeah thing. okay yeah nice. it's not like i was in a deficit at all yeah so yeah that, that's like such an important thing too because mm -hmm. i know for for like some people and i know myself too it's like you know if you have like a check-in in a savings account and you're just like oh my checking's low and then transfer from your savings like yeah so it's so important to just have those accounts separate as well like you yeah. probably know that as yeah. as well it's just having those accounts not even associated with one another so it's like you have to go through like 10 steps to get money from your savings into your checking so yeah smart even better is just put in a gic if you can if you can miss it for that period of time yeah then you can't touch it at all yeah exactly um, but yeah no that's, that's crazy so so moving on from the the research position you then moved where you were in Prince George in British Columbia, right? Yeah. And okay. then, um, yeah, I moved out to, uh, Ontario, mm -hmm. um, for what I thought was my dream job. <laughs> Didn't turn out that way. It's a topic for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that came with, um, a decent, like bump in salary. Um, obviously cause going from the research field into private consulting, obviously there's a bit more money not necessarily in my field of work but more money regardless yeah so where were you at when you first started there that was with um, i won't say the company but with a more like environmental firm right yeah um geez what was i making there um it was it was just like below 60 or something okay yeah um so obviously higher cost of living out here yeah. um so obviously i had to adjust to that but i think with the increased salary then obviously i was still able to kind of reach my target um and then yeah like i had a bunch of expenses because i needed a car for work and i needed like a bunch of tools and, and all that stuff so that does add up but again with with a higher salary i think i was still able to save what i wanted to that's awesome yeah, yeah and then so you're not at that job anymore right you you switched to another job so you had a different environmental firm now so what, yeah. what's changed since then uh i mean it's more or less the same like it's similar type of work like it's still private consulting mm -hmm. it's more or less the same um but um yeah it's same pay roughly yeah, yeah yeah okay. there's there's not much of a difference just better quality of life so yeah there's like being frugal and like ever since you started doing that it's been like a handful of years now right so do you feel like being frugal and like like having less in your life i guess and like being like a more of a minimalist i guess i would imagine and 
because I know you, I know that that you are somewhat of a minimalist. Um, do you think you, you've like been able to appreciate like the simpler things and like the things you do have in life like more than you otherwise would? Yeah, for sure. Like I can't say I'm like minimalist like by choice. Like obviously I like having less things, but just from personal experience, like having to move like every like different cities. Like I mean, the past four years I've lived in five cities or or whatever like right so i think just constantly like moving and like even like from different provinces and stuff like that i'm always looking to like get rid of stuff and like i hate taking more in just because it makes it like more of a pain in the ass to like move all that stuff again um so that's kind of where the minimalist lifestyle kind of comes from i guess um and yeah i just personally like anytime like something is cluttered it just like really affects me like, I just can't focus the same when there's, like, stuff everywhere. And, like, I have to yeah. keep track of all this stuff here and there. Like, so I just, just for simplicity's sake, I just aim to have less stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, like, do you think, like, being frugal and, like, maybe not buying as much as, like, other people would, would, like, help that as well? Yeah. Like, I definitely try to avoid buying stuff. Um, like, I really only buy the stuff that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I just hate having too much stuff. And I mean, that just kind of goes with um, just who I am as a person and like my beliefs, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get in later, which, which definitely affect um, my, my buying choices and, and what I might, might or might not buy. Kind of a controversial one. Um, do you feel like being frugal has made you kind of miss out on certain opportunities or like, or do you feel like it's done the opposite? Because you mentioned before that when you didn't really have any money, you might have missed opportunities because you didn't have enough money to experience them yeah i mean it depends who you ask like obviously like um like i i don't feel like i'm missing out like sure maybe i'm missing out on like the new technology like i don't have the latest iphone with like 13 cameras on the back of my phone but you know that's not really something that affects me um as it might other people but the one thing that i kind of like don't want to be frugal on is like experiences mm-hmm. like i don't care for materialistic things at all um honestly like if it works it works if i can repair it i'll repair it but i'm not going to go out and buy like top of the line like a gucci belt or whatever like i don't need that right mm-hmm. but yeah one thing that i do kind of allow myself to spend on again is experiences and travel um so ever since i've been out of school um i just try to like every year go on like this huge trip to Again, because it's one thing to be frugal, but like what says you don't die next year and then you never get to experience your money, right? Exactly. So I think putting that money to like enjoy different cultures and go and explore the world is something that is important to me. And that's obviously like when I travel, I'm not booking like a five-star hotel with like a pool in my in my room or whatever, you know? But, um, you know, I still travel frugal, yeah. but... I'm not going to hold myself back from spending like $2,000 or whatever to go and travel for a month in a country, right? Exactly. And honestly, like a lot of countries these days, you can probably live cheaper than like where we live, for example. Like yeah. You can pretty much live for the same, if not less. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly.